Have you been searching for a community that gets it? Join me, your host, Monique, as we get real about the emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual effects infertility has on its victims. Let's connect and heal together. I am one in eight, too. So much for tuning in to Infertility and Me podcast. I'm your host, Monique Farouk. And in lieu of Mother's Day coming this Sunday, I wanted to make sure that I provided a special bonus episode so that you guys may feel supported in a quick journey by a young woman named Jasmine who will offer her journey of loss. And also, she created a foundation which is very, very new and It provides support for new moms and she provides clothing and essential items for moms with newborns. So if you know someone, a family friend or acquaintance that is a new mom and you want to support them and show your love for them, you can get in contact with Jasmine and I will have her information in the show notes so that you may reach out to her and see how she and her foundation can be of support and service to you if you are here in the U.S. And Jasmine is located in Virginia. And because her foundation provides a service where they deliver these essential items to moms to be or moms who have just had a baby and brought them home, I will have Jasmine's information in the show notes so that you may reach out and connect with her. And don't forget, you can always contact me at infertilityandmepodcast.com under the contact tab so that you may be able to give your feedback. And also let me know what you like to hear on the podcast as well. If there's a specific topic, if there's a guest that you'd like me to reach out to, or if there is an author. And I thank you again, guys, for tuning in with me week after week here at Infertility and Me Podcast, where we connect and heal together. I am one in eight too. If you are new tuning into Infertility and Me, that I am a mom of a three-year-old toddler. So here and there throughout the show, you may hear him making noise with toys, playing, or also just talking. And so I don't want to leave out any of the good information and stories and journeys in the show. And so from time to time, you may hear my little one, Omar Jr. in the background. I appreciate you and I love you guys for all of your support, your feedback, your comments, and your topic ideas. Jasmine, she is an angel mom and she is also on a trying to conceive journey and suffering through infertility and fertility. And Jasmine, can you just give me a little bit of background about your journey and and when things started to get uh, really, really bad for you? I initially got pregnant in 2016 and that's where I experienced my first miscarriage at 11 weeks. After that, I didn't try to get pregnant again until 2017 in That was my second pregnancy that I also experienced a miscarriage at, I was about a little over 19 weeks, almost 20 weeks. Um, And so that pregnancy, I experienced so many complications. The first pregnancy, 2016, I only experienced one major complication and that was a blighted ovum. So there was no baby in the womb, but the second pregnancy I was bleeding. I was going to the OBGYN like every week um, because I was considered high risk. And then they were testing my HCG levels to make sure that they were elevating properly for the pregnancy. And once they started to elevate properly, that's when my appointment started to become maybe every three weeks or so. Um, But from there, I started bleeding more, heavier, longer. 
and I was eventually put on bed rest. And I was on bed rest for about two weeks before I lost my second child. So I was almost at that 20 week mark. So that Sunday is when I miscarried and that Wednesday I would have been 20 weeks. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you were like maybe 19 and five or something like that or 19 and four. Wow. Wow. Did you, you didn't know the sex of the baby yet because you hadn't got to 20 weeks yet. Right. No, I found out the sex early through a blood test. You know how they make you do the, the sugar water pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I did that and then they did the blood test and they asked me, did I want to find out the gender through the blood test? And I was like, sure. So about February, I found out I was pregnant in December. So February is when I found out that I was having a girl um, through the blood test. And so from there, I had started to name her. And I was like, ooh, I want this girl stuff. And wow, wow. Couldn't think of a name at first that would be best suitable. My mom always wanted her grandchildren to be partially named after her. So her name, her first name would have been Madison. And then her middle name would have been Renee um, after my mom. It's oh, beautiful. It's beautiful. And, and, and did you, after you gave birth to her, I can only imagine what that was like. So did you, did you actually have to give birth or did they induce you? How did that all transpire? So it happened. I was at home and I'd say about five thirty in the morning. I didn't know what contractions were at first, but I realized after, oh, I was having contractions. There was this sharp pain from my belly button on down and it would last about a good 10 to 15 minutes and then it would go away and it would come right back so at first I thought maybe I just had gas I probably had to just use the bathroom mm -hmm. um and so I tried nothing was happening so I'm like okay well maybe I should go to the hospital I was like well okay, if this doesn't go away, I probably should go to the hospital. So I laid back down for a second and then it wouldn't go away. The pain came back. So I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and take a shower. I'm going to just go ahead and go to the hospital because the hospital that I was going to go to was like maybe 10 minutes or so up the street from me. So got in the shower and then that's when I started experiencing more pain. And then I sat down and my water broke. So I was like, okay, this is not good. And I started feeling a whole lot of pressure. So I started partially delivering at home with no medication, no anything. Mm -hmm. um, I ended up calling a paramedic and I called my mom. My mom had a key to my apartment at, that I was living in at the time. So I said, mom, I need you to come and open the door. I just called um, the paramedics to come get me, I think I'm delivering. And so they came to get me. My mom had to open the door. By the time I got to the hospital, I had already fully delivered the baby, but I didn't get to see anything because everything happened so fast. They took me from the ambulance to the ER room. And ne the next thing I know, they were transferring me to another bed. Um, the doctor was doing a check to see if my cervix was still open. The next thing I know, they were cleaning me up and they were giving me medication to pass whatever tissue that was left inside. And so I didn't get to see my baby at the hospital at all. Like they told me they were going to take her to do a mass cremation 
And that was it. Like, I didn't get no birth certificate or no death certificate or anything. Wow, wow, wow. So they just, damn, wow. Yeah. Just completely took that part out for you. That's that's necessary for healing and grieving. Wow. Hmm. Did you suffer any postpartum depression afterwards? I know that, the, that there's all this grief and all these other emotions that are <clears throat> that are going on. Did you have to seek help with a therapist? So I did experience postpartum depression severely. I couldn't be around any other pregnant woman. And a lot of my friends have children. I couldn't even be around them or their kids for a while. It really hurt me to be around them. I did seek out group therapy. My OBGYN that I was saying, she had given me like a number to call. And I called the number and they I found out that they were having group therapy on Tuesday. So I just decided to go. But even that was a little triggering for me at the time so I'd say maybe this happened in April 2018 Mm -hmm. so I say about November I just decided to go through all of the things that I started to gather and I actually found healing in giving away the baby items it wasn't until I started giving those things away um, I actually created a whole business out of it where I started sending out baby packages to moms and I felt better knowing that I could help someone else. Wow. Wow. That's, um, that's, that's deeply powerful. Mm. You know, because most, most angel moms and dads, they find comfort in having a tangible item or keepsake from the baby that they lost. And then you found your healing through giving away. So that's just as powerful, if not even more powerful. Ooh, I got to think about that for a second. Mm, 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 mm. And so through giving away the items that you had and then creating these packages for new moms, did you feel like it empowered you to be able to give in your weakest time, in your most vulnerable time? Yes, especially after like the reviews that I received, I actually had someone do a YouTube review of her opening the box that I sent her. I had a couple of reviews left on my website and everyone seemed to be so grateful for the items that they received, especially those moms who really needed it because I initially had it for all expecting moms and then I changed the criteria to moms who were in need um and that way nobody was really taking advantage of the fact that I was giving away stuff but Mm -hmm. they were actually able to have a, a need for it because a lot of mothers were getting laid off or they were being put on maternity leave bed rest whatever the case may be and I just I felt better like I know what it felt feels like to have to be at home during my pregnancy and not having enough time off uh sustain that month that I was off and not knowing if I was going to be able to pay my bills or if I was going to be able to buy more baby items so to me it made me feel so much better it is J Mason Foundation I named it pretty much after myself and so from there I just created a whole I guess journey through healing by creating these packages and sending them out. So far, I have shipped to about 34, 35 states. I've helped over 60 women all over 
the U.S. I had some questions about maybe shipping to the U.K., but the person never got back to me, which is okay. However, I have been able to uh, help out moms locally and in other states. Being a new mom, being an angel mom, all the all of that is a lot, and especially in times like this with COVID and moms being afraid of catching it while they're pregnant. Like I knew somebody on Facebook; she has a podcast, really large platform as well, and she gave birth to her baby while she still had COVID recently. And uh, mm. it's just, it's just a lot, you know, going on. And I think that the way that you are supporting people is just, it's impactful. And it's especially all that you have been through as well. And what do you hope to be able to do in the future, in the near future with your organization? And what are, what are your, some of your goals in helping moms and angel moms? Well, I wanted to possibly host community baby showers. I was in the process last year of creating or coming up with ideas to host a community baby shower and host a mommy and me yoga session for moms with young kids and just to teach them how to relax and what ways and strategies that you can get your child to go to bed by using yoga that didn't actually go through as planned just because I moved um, but I am still working towards possibly having um, or hosting a mommy and me yoga session along with a community baby shower. I like to be hands on in person when I do certain things. So even with me delivering packages, I've actually hand delivered some packages to moms before that live close by. I like to for people to meet the person behind the business and to see the smile on their face when they actually receive their items means so much to me. Yeah, that's a great concept. And I really like that personable uh, aspect that you bring into it with delivering it hand by yourself. So I could see that being quite a large venture when you have some people come on board and help you in other states. That would be amazing. Share with us your social media handles for your business in the J. Mason Foundation. So on Facebook and Instagram, you can find me at J. Mason Foundation. From there, you are able to send me a message to request a box if you're in need. And also from there, you're able to donate. I am only operating off of community donations. So basically, people donate to me, uh, whether it's baby clothes, it could be diapers or other gently used baby items um because they don't necessarily have to be new it could be gently used as long as they're clean Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. then i still accept those items as well along with monetary donations and so what age do you go up to for baby items are you just looking for like one and under actually i've accepted all ranges of baby items i know that there were some 3t and 4t baby clothes that were donated to me and so when i ship out my boxes i try to include some newborn items along with some of those larger items so Mm -hmm. that the their child can grow into them awesome thank you for your time today